Welcome back to Cole America. I'm going to tell y'all it's about 2.30 in the morning. Uh, we just closed up and got cleaned up. And the staff just got out of here. And so now I'm able to do the podcast. I wanted to do it Wednesday morning. I told James I was going to do it the past couple of days. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't get it. Get to it. One, I wanted to wait. Uh, to make sure that you know no injuries or anything came out that I didn't know about, but also uh, darts on Tuesday night they got the better of me, man. And uh, then I, I had a lot of stuff to do this morning. I really didn't want to get up. Anyway, so I'm here now, and we're doing it for this week. And we're gonna start out now. Last the last couple of shows have been real short, real quick. I can't promise that today. Zone to cover a lot. And I want to start out with Dart League. We're now through nine weeks of the season. There's only two weeks left in the regular season. And, James, I know this is hot, but uh, I got to turn down a good bit here, buddy. I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, we got two weeks left in the season. And so we're going to take a look at the standings first Elena's Lone Shafts, Hoppers, the two-time defending champions, they're sitting on top 83 points 83 points through 9 weeks the most you can get is 12 points in a night that's pretty good, Darty SOBs from Wheelhouse sitting in 2nd Robert and David and Will and Keith uh, having to figure it out since Brad uh, took the job and and uh, moved a little bit but uh they're, they're sitting there at 73. Third Dart Magic at, <clears throat> at 68. Dartman Cometh from Nocturnal at 67. The Yellowhammers. Remember them, the up-and-comers last year? Yeah, they're not up-and-coming anymore. They're there. They come to play. 64 points. Sitting five points behind them. The expansion team, my team, Darts United. And then you got uh, Against All Odds uh, from Unique. Uh, that's Matt Jones and Nick Chichester, Paul, all them. Bad Darts, More Beer, sitting there at 44. Eighth place, that's the final playoff spot. That's where they're sitting right now. Uh, only five points behind, you know, seventh place, but only three points ahead of ninth place. Winner Booze, that's Marvin Sides, Tui. Miss Sonya, all them from uh, also from Unique. Uh, short shafts and sticky tips. They added Andrew Rutherford. Uh, they, yeah, I told you their team was going to be a lot better. They are. They're sitting there at 39 points. Four and a half men at 37 points. Only seven points out of eighth place. And yeah, I mean, currently they're sitting down there with a couple of teams in between them, but they're right there with two weeks to go. And uh, that's Shane and Wee Man, RG, Cole, and Smiley. And then uh, the only team that's mathematically eliminated, they cannot catch eighth place, is the Houndstooth, uh, who has 24 points. 24 points, they're 20 points out of eighth place. There's only two matches left, so they cannot catch them. But let me tell you, they're a good team. They, they took a lot of points off people that you'd go, wow, uh, we played them this past week, and I'll just tell you, we were down 5-1 to one at the end of the front page. Uh, John Wood played with them this week, and Wood and Wallen and Lindley and, uh, uh Wallen, Wood and Sam Willingham and Lindley and uh, Heather 
They were throwing good darts. And they were up five to one. Now, uh, I walked over to our team and I went, hey, let's go. And I put it in another gear. And uh, and we ended up winning seven to five. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of kind of hit a lot of stuff on that back. And Wallen stepped it up too. Yeah, Wallen's on my team. Uh, Matt won his singles game. Chris started throwing good. He threw me in doubles cricket. And we swept the back page, won the pro shoot. And got out of the hound suit with a 7 5 win, uh, some delicious drinks, and an order of barbecue nachos. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how you want to leave. But uh, anyway, um, this next week, we've got Yellow Hammers coming. Uh, let's just take a look at the schedule real quick. I mean, while we're sitting here, and you know, like I say, there's only two weeks left. Next week, our team, Darts United, we play the Yellow Hammers. We're both sitting there in the middle of the pack. Both of us want to move up in the standings, get as high a seed as you can. Uh, then Short Shafts and Sticky Tips. Uh, Rutherford's going to take his team. They're going to travel down here the Strip, go to Hoppers on uh, the other side of Red Drew Avenue. Uh, against all odds for Unique, they're going downtown. They're going to the Carnival, going to Wheelhouse. They'll play Robert and Will and David and uh, Keith and that's always a tall task. They, they've had a tough road here. Uh, they Their week seven match against Third Dark Magic, they played today. And here, here's the hard part. You got Matt Jones and Nick Chichester. The night before, on Tuesday night when they played their game, it was those two and Tanner Barnes and Daniel Jones. And I'm not sure Sonny. No, she's not on their team. But, yeah, uh, Nick, Matt, Tanner, and uh, Daniel played. Then, and they played Darty SOVs, a very good team. Then they had to turn around tonight and play a makeup against Third Dark Magic. And, you know, Keon and Seth and Scotty Mack and George. And that, that's a good team. That's a good, good team. Believe me, I know a little something about them. And then, uh, but yes, and now they get to go play Darty SOVs next week. The last week of the season, they have the Houndstooth. Uh, so they're, they're fighting though. They're fighting. They're in a good spot. They put themselves in a good position. They had a miracle last year on the last day of the season. Uh, remember to jump from ninth to seventh place and get in the playoffs. They're in a spot now that they're the ones holding the playoffs. Yeah, so they're in that seventh spot. So they're much better situation than they were. Anyway, uh, Houndstooth goes to Bad Darts for Beer this week. Bad Darts for Beer sitting in eighth. They need the points. It's at top shelf. JJ Hunger, Wayne. I fully expect Wayne to come correct. Wayne is going to put this team on his back this week. You watch. Wayne might be player of the week this week. Him and him or Hunger. Hunger's not for. He was player of the week earlier this season. Wayne, we know, can do it. But you watch. One of those two is going to step up big this week. Houses better come with it. Uh, Winter Booze, they travel all right behind us to go see Third Dark Magic over at the Red Shed. Third Dark Magic, after losing those back-to-back -back weeks, and then they play with the Ghosts in their next game. And uh, now, they, since then, they've been picking it up a little bit. They did lose to Elena's Long Shaft 7-5. to five. Uh, You know, so... That, that, that's the two teams that have played in the finals the last two seasons. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was there for those. Uh, mm, we'll bring that up. And then the uh, 
the other matchup, four and a half men. They go downtown to Nocturnal Tavern to see the Dortmund coming. Dortmund sitting right there in fourth place right now, wanting to move up, four and a half men, trying to make a run at the playoffs. Look, Shane Cook is not going to be intimidated being in Nocturnal. Yeah, he's been down there plenty of times. And Wee Man and Smiley, uh, they're RG and Cole. They're, you know, Meat's a great player. And Meat, when he steps up, can do it. Evans, Tyler, now they got the assassin that is Claire out there with them. Stadium's been playing with them. That's still the Dortmund coming. Still a great team. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Shane and them get some points. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised at all. Cole and RG and have really come along. We man, when he gets home, man, he's tough. He's right there, eye level with that bullseye, and uh, he's he's tough. Anyway, so uh, Dart League's Dart League's a lot of fun right now. A lot a lot of things can happen, and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, Elena's little chaps are sitting on top. They're ten points ahead of second place. They know they're in the playoffs. How strong are they going to come the last couple of weeks with that big of a lead? You know, are they are they starting to look in playoff form? Or is it, all right, guys, if you got any personal business, Charlton, Steven, y'all got kids, got things you need to do with the family, get it out of the way now, playoffs are coming. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Anyway, now let's uh, jump over real quick. MLB, let's talk about the standings. The New York Yankees, led by Aaron Judge, 60 home runs. Huge debate going on on is he going, he's trying to hit 61. Is he trying to break Roger Maris, the AL record, 61, or is it the MLB record, 61? Because some people are not acknowledging Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa for the obvious reasons, PDs. In the history books, we all know they're there. But they're not allowed in the Hall of Fame. And so the question has become, if they're not allowed in the Hall of Fame, if they're pretty much exiled from baseball, why are their records still allowed? Mm. Well, their records are allowed because they did it. To me, it's still Bonds. Uh, Bonds, I, I think all those records stand. None of them broke the rules. In 2001, MLB started testing players in the minor leagues not the majors the minors they did not break a rule they did not break a rule so yeah i think it's a dumb debate but judge 60 over one is still fun fun to watch him chase roger maris and uh i was watching tonight you know he went two for four with a couple of doubles then they walked him uh I think the guy was pitching around him. I think he was pitching around him. He had first base open, but it was a blowout game. The game ended up 14-2. to And this little lefty's up there with this monster, Aaron Judge. I mean, you don't want to throw at him. You don't want him charging you. But I, I, I think it was one of those unintentional, intentional walk, or, you know, type of situations. Anyway, uh, there's six and a half games up on Toronto. Look, they're going to win that division. They're going to go to the playoffs. Can they keep hitting the long ball when it comes time? Uh, Tampa's in their eight and a half out. Baltimore 13, Boston 18, whatever. Over to the Comedy Central. And yeah, they're both Comedy Centrals. Cleveland, six game lead over the White Sox. Minnesota's nine back. I think I told you a while back when it was close, 
Terry Francona was going to separate himself, be the better manager. That's what's happened. He's going to do it. AJ Pamielski, by the way, said that the White Sox will win that division by 20 games because he's an idiot. Um, anyway, uh, and I like it when he's wrong because one of my favorite moments is Michael Barrett, former catcher with the Cubs, punching him in the face because he should be punched in the face a lot, especially when he went to Atlanta after the White Sox. The Astros, they've clinched. They're 17 games up on Seattle. They, get, they got the division, uh, 33 games up on the Angels. Uh, the Angels, Texas, Oakland, who have all been eliminated. Kansas City, Detroit have been eliminated. But boy, I'll continue. Over to the National League. The New York Mets sitting up there in first place in the division. Now, they have clinched a playoff berth. But they are only one game up in the division from Atlanta, who has also clinched a playoff berth. So, unfortunately, you will have to see Atlanta there. Philly, 12 and a half back. Miami and Washington eliminated. The St. Louis Cardinals, seven and a half games up on Milwaukee. Looking pretty good. Um, then the Cubs and uh, Cincinnati and Pittsburgh all been eliminated. But those teams were pretty much eliminated when the season started. The Dodgers have clinched the division 20 games ahead of San Diego. Remember the trade deadline when San Diego went out and bought everybody? And, oh, look at what they're going to do. Look at what they're going to do. Yeah. Dodgers already have 103 wins right now. 103 and 46. Hmm. And they lost tonight. Huge favorite, by the way. The Dodgers, San Fran, Arizona are all still in the hunt though for that wild card. Colorado is the only one that division eliminated. So let's take a look at the wild card, all right? The wild card in the American League, you got Toronto on top. They're uh, two and a half games up. Tampa is in that second spot, a half game up. Seattle is sitting there in that third spot. They're four games ahead of Baltimore, who is the next team outside looking in. Yeah, Baltimore. Fourth in the division, could get in the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> they're still chasing. And then you got the White Sox five and a half back. I don't think that happens. Minnesota eight and a half. Boston nine. Come on, that's the end of the list. Atlanta, who has clinched that they're going to be in, they're eleven and a half up. Uh, San Diego is one and a half games up. The Fighting Phillies, the Claymore Phillies, are sitting there in that other spot, two and a half games ahead of the Brew Crew. Nobody likes Milwaukee. You heard me, Professor. Nobody. So, they're pulling for the Phillies to hold on there. Um, and then you got San Fran, nine and a half back. Arizona, 12 back. But, I don't think either one of those are going to make a miracle run. It's just, can the Phillies hold off the Bruce? So, there is your MLB. We are now 15 minutes into the show. And now, I'm going to get to what you actually tuned in for. <laughs> and that is college football. That's right. It's time for my picks. Okay? So let's get it rolling. Let's start out where we always do. The University of Alabama Crimson Tide. Vanderbilt's freshman quarterback today said, you've seen the Tide's defense line up wrong a few times. You've seen some holes in it. And they're going to look to exploit them. Somebody tell that freshman to keep talking. This one could get bad. The last two times that we played them, because you know that we used to play them all the time. 
when you had the two constants and the one revolving for Bob Sit divisions. But now we played them in 2017. Before that, it was 2011. In those two games, the combined score was 93 to nothing. I'd like to see us top that. Alabama's a 40-point favorite. Somebody told me the other day, man, I ain't laying 40 points with anybody. I'll take 40 points with anybody. And I looked at them and went, Alabama's 2-1 and one on the season against the spread. Both times they covered, it was bigger than a 40-point spread. Alabama minus 40. We're going to cover. Uh, they're gonna, uh, I like a lot of points in this game, too. Um, Alabama leads the country in yards uh, yards per rush attempt. We're averaging 7.5 yards per rush attempt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had some big runs, but yeah. Um, I think that I think that that's not going to go down much this week. We're about to handle it. Anyway. Um, I mean, all time, we're 62-18-4 against Vandy. The last time they beat us was 1984. To us, that doesn't sound like that long ago because we remember 1984. You know, if you're my age, you remember it. The kids in college, that would be like telling one of us the 60s, you know. Like, hey, that's so, oh, that's crazy. Or 70s, yeah, that's oh, way back then. That don't count. Yeah, 84. That's how they beat us. Ain't happening this time either. Uh, Missouri against Auburn. You know, all time, Auburn is 2-1 and one against Missouri. And I got to tell you, I hate this game. I hate it. The thing I hate about it is I don't trust either team. Auburn's a seven-point favorite. I don't like this game at all. I mean, I don't want to bet on Missouri on the road at Jordan-Hare where a crazy voodoo can happen. Not if they're playing Penn State because Penn State will just run it up there, you know what, with a freshman, and they did. But I also don't trust Auburn to cover it. So this right here is your DNT of the week. Don't touch it. If you do, I'm leaning towards Auburn, but I hope that spread comes down. I think Auburn wins, but less than a touchdown. All right, it's going to be four or five points. Anyway, Georgia is playing Kent State. Kent State is one and two. They're not good. Georgia, three and oh, number one team in the country. Looking good. Looking real good. Let me give you a fun stat. Georgia at home since 2020, when they're a home favorite, they're two and five against the spread. Yeah. And it's been games like this where they're a 44 and a half point favorite. If anything, I'm taking Kent State the points. We're not big on it. We're going to go one and a half stars, but I'm taking all those points. I think Georgia calls off the dogs, literally. They want to make sure that nobody gets hurt. They have this game covered. Late touchdown, a field goal, backdoor cover. I think it ends up 56 12. And they cover by a half point. If I'm touching it. But like I say, that's like one and a half stars. Real low, real low. Mistake. Oh, Will Rogers did not look good last week down in Baton Rouge. The Pirate didn't look good on the sidelines. They don't keep that game up. They're two and one. Now they're going back to Stark Vegas to play Bowling Green, who's one and two and terrible. 
And these are games that the Pirate has made his livelihood on. They're minus, what, 30? Lay it. State's going to kill them. Miss State's going to blow it up, and all their fans will start ringing those dang bells and talking, oh, well, we lost in Baton Rouge, but that's in Baton Rouge. Yeah, it's tough to win there. Not for Alabama, but just saying. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, big game. Big, big game. Huge game in the 90s. Big game now. Tennessee is hosting Florida. Now, Florida's won the last five years in a row. In fact, Florida's won 16 out of the last 17 against Tennessee. Alabama's not the only one been kicking Tennessee around. Florida has been too. But Tennessee's an 11-point favorite in this game, all right? That's a lot of points. But let me tell you why. Because Hooker and this crowd is going to be excited. Look, I hate Tennessee as much as any normal human being should, which is a lot. They are our main rival. Be quiet, Clay. They're our main rival. Ask Coach Bryant. They're our main rival. Anyway, since he's 3-0, Florida's 2-1. Uh, I think Hooker has a big game. I think Tennessee wants this game. And, yeah, I was watching uh, Brady Quinn talk about when they had to play in Neyland Stadium. And he said, easily the loudest place he ever had to play. Well, of course, you played the at Notre Dame. You played to Big Ten schools, the military academies, and nobody else. I mean, come on. Of course that was the loudest place. But he said literally the center looked at him at one point and went, the ball's moving. Because the place was rocking. It was so loud, the ball on the field was trembling and moving. And that's awesome. And that's college football. That's SEC college football, sir. But uh, I think Tennessee gets it done. Give me, give me Tennessee. Uh, they're going to 4-0. They're going to start hyping it up. Uh, Hooker and them, they're going to blow it up. All right, so now you got Tulsa against Ole Miss. Tulsa's 2-1. The lane trains rolling right along at 3-0. All right, let me give you some fun. Uh, Ole Miss, though. When you think of Lane Kiffin, you think of throwing the ball, right? They have the fifth best rush attack in the NCAA right now. Yards per game, rushing. Fifth best in the country. Ole Miss, they're running it. Uh-oh, the lane train is going to be balanced? A balanced lane train is scary. Here's a fun fact. Tulsa, all time against Ole Miss, and I'll remind you, that they first played in 1932. They haven't played since 1964. But Tulsa's 3-0 all time against Ole Miss. Well, it goes to 3-1 after Saturday because the lane train's rolling, and they're not only going to win, they're going to cover the 21 points. Give me the lane train, which is what Ole Miss's new unofficial official mascot, like their other 12, is. Arkansas A&M, though, has played this in Jerry World. Um, Arkansas leads the all-time series here, 42-33-3. You know, they're the old Southwest Conference rivals. Uh, Going to play it down in Jerry World. Arkansas is 3-0. A&M, we know, is 2-1. A&M's a 2.5-point favorite. And Vegas, you got it wrong. You missed this one. K.J. Jefferson was the difference last year. He'll be the difference again this year. Arkansas runs it up on them. Give me Arkansas the upset. Uh, three and a half, four stars. Oh, oh, we got Northern Illinois going against the University of Kentucky. 
Kentucky's 3-0. and They're a 25-and-a-half-point favorite. Oh, do I want to lay 25 with Kentucky? Oh, of course I do. Because I watched Northern Illinois blow a big lead and lose to Vanderbilt last week. Vanderbilt. I don't think y'all understood what I said. Vandy came back to beat them. And they're like, oh, Kentucky's basketball school. Hold on. Let's go through it right now. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, UCLA, Indiana, all 3-0 in football. All of them, 3-0. Is this March Madness? Is this no, it's September? That's not March Madness. That's crazy. Oh, that's going to change this week. That's going to change. First time in history that Duke, Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky have all been 3-0 to start a football season at in the same year. It's crazy. I think Kentucky wins. I think Kentucky wins big. Here's the thing. Uh, Rocky Lombardi, the quarterback for Northern Illinois, he got hurt last week against Vandy. That's when they blew it. Vandy came back and won. If he's not able to go and they don't give reports, you know, in college, so they don't have to. Um, if he's not able to go, I think Kentucky covers this easy. If he is, Northern Illinois is going to cover. So this is a game time play. Are y'all listening? You got to pay attention to it. If if Rocky Lombardi, the quarterback, Northern Illinois plays, we take the Huskies. If he does not, then we take Kentucky. All right. I hope y'all followed that. For those of you Auburn fans and Mississippi State fans that are listening, uh, I will have someone draw it out in crayon for you and explain it to you and simplify it. All right. New Mexico, they're playing LSU. New Mexico's 2-1, and one, so is LSU. Look, New Mexico, they beat Maine. All right? They lost to, uh, what you call it, Boise, 31-14. And they beat Utah, 27-10. So let's not get excited about those wins. But 30 points, 30 points, LSU coming off the win against State. Now they got Auburn next week, lying in the weeds, looking at another SEC game. I'm going to take New Mexico to cover 30 points, plus 30. Now they scored 41 against Maine. Uh, they scored 31. They scored 27. I think if they get 15, I think they cover. Now I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with New Mexico, the Lobos, baby. Um, da 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 da. -da. Then we got Charlotte against uh, South Carolina. South Carolina's one and two. They're a 22 point favorite for a reason. South Carolina's gonna run it up. They're gonna cover this game. Charlotte has been given up. Charlotte's given up 41, 43, 56, and 41 in their four games. <laughs> uh, one, give me the over. And two, I think South Carolina can't help but score 40 points. Uh, I think they definitely cover. Now that we're done with the SEC, let's go around the country real quick because i got to hurry up. We're already at 28 minutes now, in the 28th minute, if you will. West Virginia, Vartek. West Virginia is one and two, but they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, at Vartek, give me West Virginia. Coastal Carolina, 3-0 and against 0-3 Georgia State. Coastal, minus two-and-a-half, hammering. Those are Thursday night games. You're welcome. Chattanooga also against Illinois. And we're not touching that. <coughs> um, maybe. But uh, those are tonight. Anyway, Friday night, you got Virginia against Syracuse. Syracuse is minus 10. They're at home. Give me the Cuse, maybe, in the, in the dome. 
Nevada 2-2 two two against 2-1 Air Force. Air Force is a 24-point favorite. Let's just take the over and have fun, but not big. Uh, Boise State, minus 15.5. I like that against Utah. All those are Friday night. Utah's 1-3. They're not good at football. Um, let's take Boise to cover. TCU against SMU. And not real big on that game. TCU is a one-point favorite. I'll take TCU on the road, but not for much. Uh, Utah against Arizona State. Utah's minus 14. This Utah team's looked a lot better since that opening game against Florida. They like the Utah team. I thought I was getting preseason. Give me Utah big. Arizona State, as you know, Herman was out. They fired him on the field after the last game or agreed to quit. Yeah. When the president may be in the end zone as the game's ending, walking towards you, that ain't agreeing to quit, buddy. Anyway, um, you got, <laughs> by the way, I've got some painting to do when I get done here. I know it's 3 a.m. now, but uh, yeah, I got stuff to do, so I gotta hurry up. Anyway, Stanford against Washington. Washington's 3-0. and um, I think that they cover this. They're minus 12 and a half. Stanford's coming off a bye week. Washington coming off a huge win against Michigan State. You know, that, that says, you know, advantage Stanford, but I like Washington. I think they're a good team. I think they're underrated right now, and so I'm going to ride them. Uh, Wyoming, 3-1, and one, playing against 2-1 and one BYU. They haven't won in Provo since 1987. All right? So let's not expect the count. This game's not in Laramie. In Laramie, Wyoming. But this game's in... in uh, Brigham Young, they're like a 22-point favorite, BYU is. And honestly, I'm real tempted to take the points. I'm just not going to touch it. We're going to DNT this game. Uh, if I had to, though, I'd take the 22 points. But I do think BYU wins. Um, USC against Oregon State, both the 3-0. and USC is a 6.5-point favorite. Take it. USC. The common denominator here. Is uh they both played Fresno, USC beat them 45-17, uh, Oregon State beat them held on to beat them 35-32, so we're going with USC based off the Fresno scores. Uh, K State and Oklahoma, and I know that's not how football works, but leave me alone. <laughs> Oklahoma's three and zero, K State's two and one. This line's only twelve and a half. Oklahoma, um, look, K State's done well. You know they won two or three. You know, from Oklahoma, but uh, I, I'm with Oklahoma. Oklahoma's minus 12, I'm taking them. Uh, Wisconsin's 2-1 going to Ohio State. Ohio State's 3-0. Obviously, they're an 18-point favorite. That's a big spread. The number's too big. I think Ohio State's good. Not that good. Uh, give me Wisconsin and the points. Uh, but I'm not big on it. I'm not big on it, but Wisconsin and the points. NC State. They're three and zero. UConn's one and two. NC State is minus thirty nine. I would normally love NC State right here. I would hammer NC State. I go four or five stars. But next week on the schedule, NC State plays Clemson. Mm. Mm. And I don't want to show a lot. I want to make sure everybody's healthy before you play Clemson. I think they're going to want to run it up quick. And in the first half, be able to sit some people down. So I'm going to tell you, take NC State first half, first half, and leave the game alone. All right? Uh, you got Duke against Kansas, baby. Duke against Kansas. I hope Jim Valvano is calling this game. I'm not Jim Valvano. Oh, what am I What am I saying? Come on. 
<laughs> don't give up. Don't ever give up. Dig my tail. You know what I mean. Oh, hey, they got a lot of diaper dandies. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Both these teams 3-0. and Like I said earlier, Kansas is a nine-point favorite at home. They're 2-1 and all-time against Duke. Um, neither of these teams have ever been ranked number one in the country, by the way, if you're curious. Uh, and that in no way should surprise anyone. Uh, but I will, at any point in the season, ever, ever, ever. They're also not going to be this year. But I'm going to take Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas to cover the nine points. Um, and Duke goes to three and one. And then they just shut down all their sports because Coach Gay's gone and they have nothing left. Um, a lot of tears in Krzyzewskiville. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, Baylor is playing Iowa State. Iowa State's at home. They're 3-0. Baylor's 2-1. Uh, Iowa State's a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Look, Baylor, they're 1-6 as road dogs, all right? So, like, don't expect them to go in there and win this game. A lot of people are saying, oh, but they can flip it. They can do it now. You know, they're due for it. They're going to get it. I disagree. I think Iowa State at home is a different team. Give me Iowa State. Um, Maryland against Michigan. This is Michigan's first true test, and it's Maryland. 3-0 and against 3-0. and ah, They're a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is their first true test? Nah. Look, since Jim Harbaugh got to Michigan, he's 6-0 and against Maryland. He averages winning by 33 points. They don't just beat him. They beat him to death. This is in the big house. Give me Michigan. Give me the points. Maryland, you can have the crab cakes, but they're going to take your football. Um, Central Michigan and Penn State. Central Michigan's 1-2. Penn State, 3-0. Penn State, 26-point favorite. That freshman running back, we watched him run all over Auburn. It was glorious in every way. Look, he's going to do the same thing. Uh, the running game travels, and it always does. Defense on the running game, it travels. They're going to take it home with them. Give me Penn State. Um, South Florida against Louisville. Louisville's a 13-point favorite. Saw South, South, South Florida give Florida all they wanted last week. Saw Louisville, eh. I'm going to go South Florida plus the 13. Not big, but we'll say three stars. Uh, Rhode Island against Pitt. Both these teams are 2-1. Don't touch that game. Get away from it. Clemson. Oh, hi, Clemson. 3-0, and ranked number five in the country, Clemson. Well, if you look there, they are playing the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Another basketball school. Also 3-0. Ranked number 21 in the country. And they score points in bunches. Clemson's a nine-point favorite. Let me tell you what's going to happen in this game. We're going to take Wake Forest first half. All right? They're going to be leading at halftime. DJ Angelo, yeah. DJ, their quarterback, is going to get benched at some point in this game. And that new freshman quarterback is going to take over forever. Will Davo pull the trigger too late? I don't know if he'll come back to win the game or make it real interesting. But I think he takes over the job. And next week when they go into NC State, he's going to be the starter. He's going to be the man, and they're going to win, and they'll probably run the table after that. But this week, give me the plus nine, because DJ's still under center, and I'm rolling with the Demon Deacons. 
Um, Texas against Texas Tech. Texas 3-0 against the spread. Texas Tech's 0-3 against the spread. Um, Texas is minus 6.5. No reason to buck the trends here. Hook them. Yeah, I can say that now. We already beat them. Hook them. Texas covers. Uh, yeah, Middle Tennessee playing Miami. Miami's 2-1, so is Middle Tennessee. They're a 25.5-point favorite. Uh, give me the Canes. Give me the Canes in this game. I think they do it. Uh, I think they bounce back with a big, big win here. You got Oregon against Washington. Oregon is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Washington's 3-0, and and Oregon's on the road. And Oregon's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Yep, Vegas knows what it's doing here. Give me Oregon. And, yeah, I know who their quarterback is, and I watched him dunk it up and, oh, all the memes and all the jokes. And you know what? Last week, he, he came to play. Bo Nix had a good game. He looked good. Uh, we actually said we'd like to see a college football in a, I, I want to see a bowl game. Oregon against USC. All right. Spencer Rattler against Bo Nix. No running backs allowed. How many interceptions are thrown in the game? I'm going to go 700. 700. All right. So there's all your college football picks. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we hit every one of those and break the bank. But, uh, good luck to you. Now, one more thing we're going to do real quick. I know, I know, I know. Coleman, the time. You got to look at the clock. You got to look at the clock. I see it. I've been playing Dart League, man. There's no shot, shot clock in Dart League. So, you got to bear with me. But anyway, um, I'm watching it. But I'm going to go through these real fast, all right? NFL. Thursday night, tomorrow night, you got Steelers and Browns. Browns are four and a half point favorite. We like the home teams on Thursday night. Give me the Browns. Um... Not by much, but give me the Browns. Now, is their O-line trash? Absolutely it's trash. Uh, I mean, it's absolutely terrible. John Frederick Parker was guarding better than the Browns O-line. And, and, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I just completely did this wrong. Because I was supposed to be using this for Cincinnati. I was saving this for Cincinnati. And I hear Cleveland and say I messed it up. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'll just go tell you. John Frederick Parker is the one I was waiting to use because uh, and how bad he guarded. And that it reminds me of Cincinnati's O line. Because if you don't know who that is, he was the guard of Abraham Lincoln. Um <laughs> so uh yeah. Uh but I was waiting on that against the Jets, the Bengals and Jets, and while I'm gonna take the Jets plus five at home on Sunday, but I messed it up. Anyway, Browns tomorrow night, minus four and a half at home. Give me the Browns. Uh, Ravens, Patriots. Patriots are plus three at their own house. Give me the Pats and Mac Jones. I think it's going to be a good game, uh, but give, give me the Pats plus the three. Uh, I think mm, that's going to be like a three-point game. It's going to be a close one. Bills, Dolphins. Are you kidding me? Look. There's an old saying in the NFL that a lot of players have said a long time. South Beach is undefeated. All right. But this Bills team is on a mission, and they're not going out partying on South Beach. Von Miller is a been there, done that guy. He's going to have them in line. Josh Allen, they're in line. Bills, big. Bills are killing people. They're the best team in the NFL by a long shot. 
and hammer the over. I, it's 52. I don't care if it's 82. Take the over. Bills in the over. Every time. Every week. Free. You're welcome. Five-star lock of the week. Tua does not have a big game. Now, look. You got to hit those slant passes. And if you hit slant passes to Waddle and, and uh, Tyreek Hill, yeah, they're going to make some stuff happen. But the throws he's making, not that hard. He did underthrow the deep ball, even though it was completed. In a good game, I'm not willing to you know, give him all the hype that everybody's giving him. The lefty's going to have to do a little bit more for me for me to buy in. But, uh, I mean, watching Tyreek Hill stand there and wait on the ball on the three-yard line, this Bills team, they'll make you eat it. All right. So, the Bengals have a bad old line, and I had a joke for it that I messed up earlier, but give me the Jets plus five. Saints and Panthers, uh, I think the Saints bounce back. It's trick-or-treat Winston is what it always comes down to. When he's on, he's on. When he's off, oh, wow, is he off. And I think this week's a treat for the Saints fans. And give me uh, give me the Saints uh, minus three points on the road. You got the Lions and, and the Vikings. Uh, you know, and the Norse, the black and blue. Now nah, these two teams are high-flying, and we're going to throw it up. We're going to score. Uh, give me the Vikings minus the six, and also give me the over of 52. Um, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, the Chiefs and the Colts, come on, get out of here. The Colts have shown us nothing, and they're not built to come from behind, and they're going to be behind again, and they're not going to be able to do it. Give me the Chiefs. Uh, minus five and a half, and I'm big on that. Uh, the Titans coming off, getting it handed to them. They now play the Raiders. Hey, here's a fun one. You want Josh Jacobs or you want Derrick Henry? Mm, I like the Raiders team, but give me the Titans. I think the Titans bounce back. Everybody's going to be down on them, but they're at home. I mean, even Sockerbocker's already jumping ship and jumping over to the Bucks, leaving his, his beloved Titans. You heard me. You heard me. I get the Snapchats. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think that the Titans, uh, I think they bounce back at home and they get this dub. Club dub will open up. The Eagles and Commanders, Eagles, 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 all day, every day. The Chicago Bears, they bounced back this week after the, the humiliating loss to the terrible, to the Atlanta Braves of the NFL. If y'all did not see my social media comparison after we were completely hosed by NFL referees, not giving us our touchdown when it was clearly across the line which would have changed the game and covered the spread. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad because they, they fixed everything for the Braves of the NFL, the, the Green Bay Fudge Packers. Look, here's what's going on, all right? Think about it. Terrible, terrible human beings. Bobby Cox, Marcelo Zuna, Larry Jones, Aaron Rodgers. You got terrible, terrible human beings, right? But they're good players. Their fan base is loyal. Either team, they rarely win. But their fans never shut up. Oh, Packers, Packers, Packers. Oh, Braves, Braves, Braves. They're the same. They are the exact same. They are the same fan bases. Only, oh, yeah. Just different cities. One of them, they're all bundled up. And the other one, they won't put on enough clothes because they're all too fat to wear them. Ugh. Anyway. Bears bounce back and win this game here. Uh, the Packers and Bucks. Bucks are a one-point favorite. Give me the Bucks because Aaron Rodgers, he had a good game last week, so he's probably going to throw three picks this week. 
I like to start Aaron Rodgers in every one of my fantasy leagues uh, just because every year somebody gets hurt on my fantasy, and I'm kind of hoping that it's him. And so I feel like if I really rely on him in all three leagues, that it'll definitely, uh, definitely get him injured. And, I mean, plus he's old. So surely he'll break a hip or something soon. And you know what? When he does have big games, it's like, eh, at least you helped me out. But anyway, um, I think I started him in two of the three last weeks. I actually needed to win one of them. Uh, <laughs> I won two out of three last week. Anyway, uh, the Falcons and the Seahawks this is a pick em. Uh, give me the Falcons. I like the Falcons in this game. I think that they uh, they get it done. They're 0-2. I think they get their first win up in Seattle. 12th man is not enough for them. 30 Bird is back. The Rams and the Cardinals. Rams are three-and-a-half point favorite. I like the Rams. I also like the over, the over in this game. Out there in the desert. Something about it. Points are scored. Uh, then Sunday night football, you got the 49ers and Broncos. 49ers bounced back with the win last week. Russell Wilson sitting there one and one. I'm going to take the Broncos at home, uh, plus one and a half, but it's close, and that could change. Right, that's a coin toss game. I'm not big on it, but uh, right now I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the Broncos, but I don't know. Uh, Cowboys Giants Monday Night Football. Are you kidding me? Uh, I know the Cowboys came out last week and they won. Everybody's talking about their backup quarterback, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, now they got film on him. They'll break it down. The Giants, Monday Night Football, five-star lock of the week. You're welcome. Anyway, whew, so that's my time. Where about up? Uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, the queen has died. Uh, so a lot of soccer was postponed this past week. That'll start to kick back up. Um, I'm not going to do a show posted about it. Look, November, you got the World Cup coming up. The USA, they're in bed with Nike. They gave us some trash uniforms, like something a fifth grader would order off Wish, you know, where he didn't want his dad to find out, so he used his own money for cutting grass. They're crap trash uniforms. They look terrible. Terrible. Oh, we got to get out of bed with Nike, guys. Got to get away from them. So here's my challenge to all of you. Start the campaign. Everybody, when the World Cup comes around, we're supporting the USA. We're rooting for the USA. Do not buy the jerseys. Do not buy those Nike jerseys. They look cheap and ugly. Don't do it. Anyway, maybe if we, we all do that, they'll go away. I doubt it. But maybe they'll stop making soccer stuff. You know, like, come on. It's terrible. Let Adidas do what Adidas does. Anyway, guys, that is my time. I want to thank you all for listening. Come by. See me here at Unique. Uh, I'm here, well, all the time. All the, all the time. If I'm not here, maybe don't text me and go, hey, where you at? Because that means I finally got to go home and take a nap. Man, don't be a jerk. And it's, or just let me know you're coming in advance and I'll let you know if I'm going to be there or not. Hey, that's a good thing to do. Tuesday nights, that's the one night of the week that I bounce around. Every other night, I'm usually here. The weekends, you can bet on it. I'm here. I might be in the office, but I'm here. Anyway, swing by, see me, say hello, hang out, watch some sports, spin the wheel, throw some darts, play some ring toss, do whatever, meet some fun people. I got a great staff. They're uh, they're getting better every day. It's part of the process. They're coming together. Got a lot of young kids. Got some veterans helping them out. The team's not so bad. The team's not so bad. It looks like a looks like a major league one type of team. You know, I got got that team. They're in the works. 
but a couple of these young kids can go, and I'm looking forward to seeing them develop. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. Sorry it took a while, but you know me. It is 3 a.m., so let's go. That's my time of the night. Uh, (laughs) As always, I'll leave you with this. Shoot to score. Play to win. But when you get married, make for damn sure that you are the ugly one. I'm Chris Cole.